out of the blue, Travis Scott Charlemagne interview dropped earlier today on YouTube and very spontaneous, no announcement. And attention grabbing, attention grabbing to say the least, because already the way Travis is trying to communicate is I'm not trying to build this up to get everyone's attention. It's just, I'm going to drop it. It's here. Take what you want to take from it. And there's something, some things that were answered through Travis' perspective that was a lot better, a lot more informative opposed to the IG Live breakdown that he had. This isn't here to say, I'm not here to say this is how you should feel about Travis Scott or not. I'm just going to, you know, talk about the way I feel, the way I describe it. Not the way I describe it, but the way I take it. Now, I've been to Travis Scott's uh, Travis Scott concerts. I've gone to four concerts through the Birds Tour. I've gone to Astroworld and I've gone to a festival. And I forgot where the other one was at, the Kendrick Tour. I've also gone to the Kendrick Tour one. And I could speak from experience aside from the Travis Scott shows, other, whether it's X, Lil Pump Smoke Perp back in the day, that when people mosh, it does get ridiculous. It gets crazy. I could say out of experience, just the X concert alone back in, what was it, 2017, there was nowhere near 50,000 people. So I, could, I could say, you know, I could see a, a couple thousand inside the building. And being in there near the front row, moshing, you know, all, all raging, basically raging. You feel the pressure. You feel the energy. You feel the violence, the lack of breath. And going to Travis shows, being on the floor of moshing, you feel the same thing. I could only imagine 50,000 people. So I can't understand when there's a large majority that had no idea what the fuck was going on on the floor. Because in their section, they just had no clue. And I'm not here to assume everything because obviously I wasn't at the concert. But when Charlemagne is asking him if he knew anything was up as far as the crowd noise, hearing people saying um, help and things like that, Travis Scott, thing, I could believe him. I can believe him because as a concert attendee, as someone who's gone to these concerts, I could barely hear who's next to me. And I'm on the floor next to them. To just think of putting my shoe, you know, being in Travis's shoes, having to jump, perform, listening to audio, the music audio, and of course, the crowd feedback. I could buy into that. Not even buy in, but I could see his side. I understand why as a performer, it is, you, your ears are not prioritized to that one individual way back unless you could vividly see them. Charlemagne, of course, touches on this. Travis Scott describes it. And one thing that a lot of people have been curious about, me including myself, is there's a lot of information going back as far as who was allowed to cancel the show, who was allowed to stop it, what information was given to Travis Scott during the show when the news started going around about deaths, people, cardiac arrest. And he answered, of course, that. Live Nation told him to cut it after Drake performed. Now, with that, I'm not here to say CCC, it wasn't Travis's fault or he could have done better. But that is a pivotal answer to sort of, you know, have a ground for how you feel. I know for how I feel, it's like, all right, if that's what you're saying, they told you to keep performing 
after the guests. And that's it. That's all the information. And we understand why it felt like he just performed a full set because Drake was towards the end. Now with that, we have another thing, which is the ambulance scene. And this is something that he knows he's seen the ambulance, which is a bit iffy. Where in the footage, Trapler, Trapler uh, Ross did a, did a good, you know, decent video as far as uh, the events that took place, so on and so forth. But he captures the video where he looks at an ambulance and then he pretends like he didn't see an ambulance and just, uh, oh, that was lights. And then, you know, he doubled down on that on the interview. That, oh, you know, I didn't know exactly what's going on. That's the only part that I was really like, it's, it's not your responsibility. And I will say that I do not believe it is his responsibility to be on top of everything because there's a whole event organizer that he works with, Live Nation. But it's still, there had to be something in you enough to where you're like, oh shit, that's an ambulance, but then you backtrack. Whether it is you felt you had to keep doing your job, who knows? But that that does seem fishy to me now to organize where this conversation is heading we got to answer as far as how the things were communicated to him when he was supposed to end and then ultimately he after every answer Charlamagne gave which he asked some good questions you know did you hear any help did you hear people you know you hear anything about the deaths how is it you have a, a history of inciting ragers and then Travis doing this breakdown of, you know, raging is happening. No, you know, you know how your fans get. You know this shit that you hype up. I've been in your shows. You tell us to fuck security, run through them, and turn up. That isn't exactly friendly. Not in my experience. When we in, the, when we in these mosh pits, we're not here to be the most friendly. Now, me and whoever I'm with, whether it's my crew or some other people, there's this common, common ground that, yo, there's, there's a chick here. If there's a chick here or somebody that looks like, hey, they're getting fucking, they're, they're getting fucked up. They're not able to handle it. Let's help them out. Let's bring the chick over here. Let's bring somebody out. Let's carry them out. Someone's passed out. We've carried bodies out. Not dead bodies. Who knows? <laughs> uh, seriousness. We've carried people that passed out. Whether they be taking tabs and they're getting lit, whether it's some um, cardiac arrest and not getting enough breath. I've experienced taking people out and the show still continues. I experienced it with Travis. X. Hurt. Tyler, the creator, believe it or not. There have been, I remember that Tyler created was for the Flower Boy tour. Three people dropped around me. Whether they were on drugs or not, I think one of them was on drugs. But the other two, they dropped. And it's a Tyler concert. So these are conditions that people also don't think about. They don't do their research. And to be prepared for. Because these events can get crazy. And to bring it back to Travis. One thing that he, of course, kept going to is, Everybody as a collective need to figure out what exactly went wrong and how to avoid it in the future, which I agree at this point, there's still investigations going on. There's no clear conclusion. We already know the way it's going to work. There's going to be parties trying to blame each other. There's going to be talk arounds until everything is official, whether there be a court case, whether lawsuits get played out, whatever the question may be. One thing we know for sure is. For five years, I want to say about 2015, 2016, when Travis really started getting traction, whether he's performing at Rolling Loud, different festivals, performing somewhere in Europe, there hasn't been a death. There hasn't. 
by Travis Scott. There hasn't been a death. Yes, have there been injuries? Yeah, you have the guy fell from the balcony, paralyzed. And, you know, a couple people, minor injuries, whether it's through raging or moshing. But for a good five years, World Tour, Birds Tour, there wasn't any death. So something was severely different for Astroworld in 2021 compared to 2019, compared to everything else Travis has done prior that unfortunately we have lives that were lost. And until they get down to it, the most I can ask out of Travis, Travis Scott as a fan, somebody that enjoys music, somebody that has enjoyed his performance, is you got you to gotta step up with whoever is your organizer and you got to take a certain amount of ownership as far as your raging and the way you influence people in the tour. You tweet, you tweet to us, go over these barricades, fuck the security guards, do what you got to do to get in there. You tell security guards at your shows to back the fuck up. And then whenever you're not able to control them, sometimes you even start whining a bit saying, oh, come on, security, hold them down. There's footage of this. I haven't experienced that too much, but I have experienced the part where Travis tells everybody, well, you know, fuck security up. Move out the way, security. Let everybody come in. And at the end of the day, as much fun as I had, that isn't safe. It isn't. I like to say I'm physically able enough to handle whatever moshing, song. Moshing, raging, I can handle that shit. Me and my boys, the crew that we go with, we can handle it. We good. Other people, they can't. That brings me on to my second thing. Going forward, because he's definitely going to discipline himself as far as influencing people to just fuck the rules, do whatever they want. Going forward, there needs to be an age restriction. I've never met a little kid at a Travis Scott concert, but I have met teenagers. There's been teenagers. In Travis Scott concerts. And for me, I never really questioned it. It was like, I, I mean, if they let you in, they let you in. But if you if you run a if you run a show, a concert that's built on people raging, there needs to be an age restriction. We can't be having kids. I don't even think we could be having teenagers after what just happened. Whether it's 18 plus, 16 plus, you gotta think about the kids. Cause at the end of the day, Live Nation has an obligation to handle everything. He's the performer. But if you know that kids are going to your show and how your fans act, there's got to be something inside of you that's got to wake the fuck up and realize, hey, even though prior to the Astroworld tragedy, no one has died, kids shouldn't be in there. Travis Scott concentrating for the fucking kids. Point blank. It's not. So with that, definitely Travis needs to tone the fuck down how he influences people at his shows. He, there needs to be an age restriction and to prevent anything in the future they need to implement more security that's the only thing I could think of that went wrong there just wasn't enough security I don't know all the information I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I do but there needs to be more security if you had bodies dropped like this I'm not going to go too deep into exactly Houston PD where was there miscommunication but from what I got out of this interview, if you really care for the kids, they ain't supposed to go. That's the truth. If you really care for the fans having a good time raging because, you know, it's a happy experience. You know, we're all family. We're all getting together. Then make sure security there watches people rage good. Whenever I rage at these Travis concerts, shit get crazy. We throwing elbows. We, you know, we opening up a pit. We jumping next to each other. We're doing everything. We 
You're doing everything. But that goes on to another point. He's become so mainstream, uh, so mainstream, not enough people understand the idea behind raging and mosh pits and come in with this fuck everybody mentality. It's just about me. I'm going to go crazy. They don't have that courtesy to where someone gets knocked down. Let me help you back up. Is I don't give a fuck. I'm going to step on them. And, you know, 50,000 bodies. I highly doubt 50,000 people going there are going to be experienced. Travis Scott, oh, he seemed cool. I'm going to go. That shit. It's going to catch you by surprise. You've never been to a concert. I'll say that much. And even though, you know, lives were lost, there was a system that failed. There's a certain amount of accountability as a parent, as a parent and as a fan. As a parent first, you've heard of the tragedy of the nine-year-old. As a father, as a father myself, how do you allow your child to go to a festival like this? How do you not do your research, due diligence, to make sure this will be a safe place for your child? There's accountability there. For anybody that's thinking of going to a show like this, Travis, Rolling Loud, do you understand exactly what you're going into? And for anybody listening to this right now, if you've never been to a concert like this and this is scaring you, don't be too afraid. Not every concert you go to is going to be a Travis Scott concert, obviously. But understand, if you're going to the floor, would you be able to withstand a couple hundred people around you going crazy? Off the rip, if you're a female, you're tiny, don't do it. If you're not with a crew of guys to back you up, don't do it. It's not going to be a great time. And you put yourself in that position. Now, are you going to put yourself in a position you expect to that? That should never happen. Of course, this should never happen. But there's an accountability too that people got to be aware of because then you get shit like this and it's terrible for all the lives lost on live. And then in conclusion, as far as how the interview was set up, I thought Charlemagne was a great choice because he's somebody that isn't afraid to ask the hard questions. He isn't afraid to ask the hard questions. He also, you know, he's a hip hop, hip hop based show. His whole career is based on hip hop. He understands how concerts go. He understands the scene a bit. So he was able to ask the right questions and sort of push Travis Scott to be like, all right, like with the raging situation, you're saying it's all this, but you're also inciting people. And he knows how concerts go. Uh, So solid choice on him. And I'm not here to say this was complete genuine interview. Let's be here. Let's be real here. He's doing this interview to make sure that he gets enough heat off of him. And he stressed Live Nation, his promoter, and everything as a collective. He made sure that he was able to direct as much as he could to the whole. And not just saying, oh, myself, but Live Nation. And ultimately, he's right. Because like he said, he's there as a performer. He's an artist. He doesn't go over security. He doesn't go over every single aspect on the floor. His job is to make sure his voice is good. He rocking good. He going out there and he going to throw a show. And he relies on everybody else in his team, Live Nation, whatever promoters, anybody else in there to keep things running smooth. And they failed. They failed immensely. Now, we'll see where we go from here. Um, 
as far as music from Travis Scott, if anybody's curious about that, I don't think this man gonna drop anytime soon. He, I, I do feel he genuinely is hurt over the fans. And again, it's, I mean, you're hurt over the fans. Can you imagine the family? But I ain't trying to hear no Travis Scott music soon. I'll, I'll listen to his old stuff, whatever I feel in the mood for. I'm not going to be completely, oh, I'm not a fan no more. But there is a certain amount of responsi- responsibility for you. And we'll just see how this plays out. We'll see if there's any more facts, any more truths. Shit. That was a hell of an interview. I'm out.